Welcome to We On Fire Sports Podcast, providing fire takes and analysis on sports topics. We have some guests providing their thoughts across the sport landscape. No narratives here. Straight talk. No chaser. We On Fire Sports Podcast. We on Fire Sports Podcast, Episode 9. Man, this episode, man, we're going to take a look at the upcoming week number two in the National Football League. We're going to go through every game. Got some predictions on the games coming up for week number two. Teams that's trying to go 2-0, and or we got teams that's trying to get off that 0-1 snide, man, up in week number two. So definitely in this episode, we're going to preview week number two. We're also going to provide a little fantasy insight for your fantasy people coming up in week number two. You know some injuries out there. So we got a little, little nugget for you, a little treat for you on the fantasy end. So sit back. We on Fire Sports Podcast. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Coming up, I uh, got a weekly guest check-in with my man Steve, NFL correspondent, Miami Dolphin correspondent, taking a quick look at week number two. We on Fire Sports Podcast. What's going on, brother? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, sir. Man, man, doing great, man. We got football in our lives, man. So definitely, it's always a always a good thing, man. Ah, man, I circle Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday on my schedule every week. Monday too, but uh, you know, definitely uh, any anytime there's football, uh, I'm ready. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, man. So it's definitely uh definitely uh hot on the field now, man. Going into week number two, but. Before I get into week number two, man, um, you know, your Miami Dolphins and we pulling off a close uh, close victory in week uh, number one, man. What was your thoughts uh, against the game against the New England Pats in week one, man, for your Dolphins? Uh, about what I expected, uh, low-scoring game, defensive battle, uh, two teams that pretty much mirror each other. Uh, obviously, you know, Brian Flores, a Belichick disciple. So you, you, you're going to get a game that, it's not a matter of, you know, beating one another. It's a matter of not beating yourself. Uh, and unfortunately for the Patriots, they, they ended up beating their, themselves. Uh, I know Belichick uh, hates to lose games that way on fumbles and turnovers. Uh, that's kind of been a trend uh, past couple of years, dating back to last year. But uh, Tua looked good. I love uh, what he did. He, he, I mean... Obviously, there wasn't the big plays that everybody was expecting, kind of like, you know, some of the other rookie quarterbacks who've made a splash or some of the young quarterbacks who've made a splash on big plays when they, you know, when when they've been on that stage. But, you know, he made the right plays, accurate with the football, didn't turn it over uh, and, you know, kept the game close and and let the defense uh, pretty much uh, bring the game home. Yeah, man, I totally agree, man. I thought coming in, well, that's uh, this was gonna be one of those games where who's gonna make the mistake first, 
Uh, obviously, you had the, you know, Flores and uh, Bill Belichick situation with Flores, you know, being a disciple of Bill, and you had the Alabama quarterbacks. Um, yeah, it pretty much unfolded as I thought. You know, close uh, ball game, you know, could be special teams involved in type of games and or who's pretty much going to make the mistake first, man. So, you know, you feeling real up about the and definitely kicking off the season uh, being the 1-0, man. So, yeah, man. yeah, definitely excited about that. I mean, you got Buffalo coming in this week, but, uh, you know, being in first place in the AFC East uh, right now is, is is pretty cool. Uh, you know, uh, the Jets, they are what they are. The Patriots, they're going to be in there. They're going to be competitive. But to get a game in Foxborough, that was big. Uh, now with Buffalo coming into town, uh, you know, if you'd lost that game to New England, there's the potential to go 0-2 and, you know, people would have been like, hey, what's up with Tua? So this kind of buys us some 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 much-needed momentum. And so uh, definitely looking forward to this week. Yeah, man, speaking of, you know, week number two, you know, we on Five Sports Podcast, definitely want to take a little glimpse at who starting with the Buffalo uh, Miami game, Buffalo, uh, go down to uh, Miami or Miami Harden. I'll let you work that out. Um, thoughts of the ball game, say, on Sunday. Uh, what are your early thoughts about that? Buffalo game, a loss of game, definitely a winnable game up in, in, uh, in Pittsburgh in week one. What's your thoughts about that Miami game, man? Uh, you know, uh, the game's in Miami. Uh, so I think. You know, the home field advantage is probably going to be about 85 with 100% humidity, I hope. Um, And if that's the case, I mean, it gives a little bit of an advantage to Miami. But, you know, Josh Allen's basically lit up the Dolphins uh, the past couple of years. So uh, last year, you know, he, he had a big game. And they've they've struggled to stop Josh Allen, both uh, throwing the football and running the football. Um, you know, uh, they haven't been able to get the pressure on him and get him down for sacks. Yeah, man. And it's just, you know, one of those things where I think that, uh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, what type of Buffalo team so- shows up as well. You know, as I mentioned earlier, they uh, had a – a winnable game uh, up and up, uh, you know, with, uh, with the Steelers game in week one. But I think, that, you know, they, they're going to be a little angry a little bit, Buffalo. It's definitely a nice little trek that they have to make down in Miami. I totally agree with you that they're going to have a home field advantage factor. Um, but I think, man, this is going to be, you know, a game for you guys that's probably one of the most important division games in, in the season. I mean, that you come in this game and you take this game at home and your ball club is 2-0, and you, you know, you're still in first place in, you know, in the AFC, uh, in the AFC East. So I think this game, from a division standpoint, is definitely one of the uh, major games for, uh, for your Dolphins this season. We on Five Sports Podcast. Coming up. Me and Steve take a look at the rest of the National Football League going into week number two. We on Five Sports Podcast. Definitely a measuring stick to see how far along uh, the team has come, uh, to see how far Tua has come. I mean, the last time he played Buffalo, 
probably his his worst performance of the season uh, up in Buffalo. So seeing him going up against this defense, uh, you know, that's going to be huge. That's going to that's going to tell you a lot of uh, how far he's improved. Um, you know, uh, yeah. Even if they they lose the game and you know it's a close game, I can say okay. You know, we gave him a run for the money. I mean, last year. You know, in Buffalo, we, you know, it was pretty much over from the beginning. And then the the game in Miami, we were kind of playing from behind the whole game. So I think if this is a competitive game where it's back and forth, you can say that, hey, you know, Dolphins is a much better team and they definitely got a shot to beat Buffalo even when they go back up uh, into Buffalo. So uh, that's going to be what I'm going to be looking at, see how far we've come from uh, last year. Yeah, man. I, I, I totally agree with you on, on, on that one, man. And this is a game that I'm looking at too. And it's the game between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Pittsburgh Steelers in uh, Pittsburgh at uh, 1 p.m. Uh, on Sunday. You know, uh, the Raiders, I mean, they, they played a gutsy, probably the best, probably the best game of last weekend. You know, knocking off the uh, Baltimore Ravens as they traveled to Pittsburgh, who had a tooth and nail battle with uh, Buffalo and one. What's your early thoughts on, on that particular game? Uh, you know, you got a West Coast team uh, coming East Coast on an early game on a short week. So, uh, you know, I don't expect the Raiders to come out like gangbusters. But uh, if they're going to have any chance to win this game, uh, Josh Jacobs got he has to be able to run the football. Um, last week he looked a shell of himself. Uh, obviously, I think he's suffering from a turf toe, so um, there's there's some issues there. Um, but if they can't establish a running game in Pittsburgh, I think it'll be a long game, uh, especially if they get into these third and long sets and. T.J. Watt and boys just start teeing off on on Derek Carr. I think it'll be a long game, but I think uh, it'll be close because I don't think the 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 Steelers are blowing anybody out. I think they're they're struggling a little bit with their offensive line, and so I think the Raiders, if they can somehow replicate what they got last week from their defensive line and get some pressure on Big Ben, uh, they'll keep this game close. It'll be a low scoring game, but I think the Steelers ultimately would. Uh, We'll figure a way to win this one. Yeah, I, I think that this is going to be the, the battle with the Alabama running back. I think which running back better game in this game, I think the team will be victorious. You know, I agree with you. Um, you know, obviously the Raiders got to make that trek definitely in the short week in a, in a straight 15-round type of game that they won against Baltimore, number one. So I definitely look Pittsburgh to advance. I think it's going to be a battle of the running backs, which to me, as you know, it's a battle up front on both sides, meaning that if the Raiders can definitely pressure and, you know, have been, you know, not being Ben, then they absolutely have a shot. You know, they show some resilience, uh, you know, week number one, go two with uh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, you can tell, you know, he's a little bit hampered, um, you know, by that uh, toe injury. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I still knock them off, but, you know, to me, if the Raiders coming to Pittsburgh is still a game after winning the game against Baltimore. Two AFC North teams in back-to-back weeks. I think it's going to change the opinion of, of the Raiders across the uh, football league. 
Definitely a tough ask, though. But uh, I, I think you're right. Uh, I, I, you know, if you if you recall back from your preview show, I, I said the Raiders are a pretty good team. I, I, I'm not canceling them off like everybody else and saying that they're the worst thing in, in in that division. But I think I think they got a chance to to get the wild card and win and maybe even win the division. They played Kansas City pretty tough last year, so I I was always big on the Raiders. I think they have a good shot um, if they can maintain their health uh, and uh, maintain that 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 defensive line getting pressure on quarterbacks. I think they have a really good shot. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely so, man. And you know, another game looking at as well. We got Tennessee Titans at the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Um, you know, you know, took a took a nice little L. And most people would consider an upset in week number one. I really didn't think so, but, you know, definitely probably the score and how the floor of the game was, you know, a little bit different than I anticipated against the uh, Seattle Seahawks and uh, Mr. Russell Wilson having a fabulous uh, week uh, one uh, against uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, what are your thoughts about this game? If you happen to travel out there to uh, noisy uh, Seattle being like 0-1. I mean, for Tennessee, the game plan is simple: run the ball and keep the keep the keep the ball out of Russ's hands. I mean, that's that because the 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 Seahawks got to run the ball. You know, that's their game plan. They're going to run. They're going to play action. They're going to go deep. But if you can control the clock, if you're Tennessee and you could get that monster heading downfield, control the clock, keep the game tight, keep it low scoring, pound the football because they're going to try to pound the football too. So. You, what you don't want is to have a shootout with Russ versus um, Ryan Tannehill. That's what you don't want. And if you can, if you can keep the, keep it a ground game, keep it a defensive battle, keep it in, keep it field goals. Uh, you have a really good shot because at the end of the day, I think um, Seattle's defense isn't that great. You can wear them down with a running game with a running back like that. Um, and then occasionally pop a big play. But, I mean, if you look at last week, uh, Tennessee offensively, they were missing something. You know, they lost their offensive coordinator, now coaching in Atlanta, but he, he probably took a big chunk of that playbook with him because they're, they were missing a lot. Uh, they're missing their identity, really. Um, and so if they can somehow regain that identity and establish that running game in Seattle, they'll have a really good shot. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, they're pretty much on the snide, man. You know what I mean? If they, uh, you know, lay an egg out in Seattle, man, you're going to. You know, I think it's a division which, you know, most around football would say probably the weak division of the AFC division. Um, so I don't think it would be the end of the world being them, uh, them being going uh, definitely, their offense looked stagnant. It looked like they just wasn't either. Like you mentioned, from a play call standpoint, ill prepared. It just the team just was ill prepared because, yeah, they kind of dropped the dud offensively uh, week number one. It was definitely gonna be tough sledding uh, for them uh, up in finally a back of ball game. And the uh, the final game I wanted to uh, get in, man, for uh, week number. Sunday is the AB, uh, sorry, the NBC Sunday night game uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Baltimore Ravens. You know, both of these teams, people think, you know, are definitely going to, you know, face off probably a little later on in the playoff situation is what people predicted coming in. Um, 
What do you think about the that particular game? You know, obviously Baltimore being four and one, losing the game they could have easily won. Um, in Kansas City, you know, with a comeback uh, win against Cleveland Browns. But what's your thoughts on that game? I think uh, the injuries are mounting up for for the Ravens, and you know, even before the season started, obviously with the backfield, they were they were mounting up. But now they're mounting up on the defensive side of the ball too. Uh, a couple cornerbacks are out. Uh, I think you know they need they need they need a playmaker. They need somebody outside of Lamar to make a play, and it can't just be Lamar running the ball, getting you close to 100 yards running and 250, 300 passing. I mean, that's just a tall ass for Lamar against good quality teams like this. So they, they need some other playmakers to step in and play big, uh, create some turnovers, uh, get them in a short field. Uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, Kansas City is a monster. I, I think Kansas City wins this game. Um, I think Lamar does his best to keep it close, but I think ultimately just the lack of firepower on the offensive side of the ball outside of Lamar is going to be too much to overcome uh, for the Ravens. So I, I think Kansas City should be able to pull this one out. Yeah, I think it's going to be a real good check type of game, especially for Baltimore to go down 0-2, especially in the division that they're in. And, um, you know, they're in a situation, man, where, as you mentioned, those injuries are definitely mounting for their ball club. You know, I think that this is a game for Baltimore State, you know, as you kind of alluded to. You know, I think they're a good enough team, especially at home, to keep it close. You know, not get, you know, dump truck, you know, by KC. But I do think that uh, Kansas City will become victorious just simply based on the fact that the Baltimore kind of find themselves in, in lieu of the injuries. You know, on the offensive side, uh, Marquise Brown had a game for him, uh, last game, you know, showing, um, you know, get away a little bit. But, yeah, it's tough sledding. You definitely need Lamar to be Lamar for you to have, especially against teams like Kansas City, man. Try to, uh, you know, and uh, even their record to one and one, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, 0-2 is not the end of the world. Uh, I, I think, yeah, it, it's a tough division with Cleveland. Uh, the problem is, you know, you're, you're playing – you're playing some division rivals, right? You're playing the Raiders, and then now you're playing the Chiefs. And eventually, you know, the Steelers and, and the Browns are going to play those teams too. But, you know, lose, when it comes down to wild card, you know, losing to those two teams doesn't help. I mean, the, the Raiders are going to be in contention for that wild card spot. So that's going to be a tiebreaker advantage that they've lost already. So, uh, you know, you don't want to get too many of those games you want to give away too many of those games uh, early on, but yeah, it, I think you know they they need some guys to come back. They need they need some they need some firepower. They're not going to get nothing back at the running game. Uh, what they got now is pretty much what they're going to have uh, the rest of the way, and they're going to probably rely on Lamar to do a lot of that. But you know they need the passing game to open up. They need some to hit on some big plays. You can't go. 12, 13, 14 play drives with Lamar uh, running the ball and, and throwing the ball every single series. You, you got to hit some chunk plays. And uh, I think if they could do that uh, in the passing game, uh, they'll be okay. But uh, so far, we haven't seen it this year. Yeah, man. Like I said, it's definitely going to be tough sledding for Baltimore trying to uh, trying to uh, get uh, 
uh, Kansas City to take an L on their behalf, man, even their record up, uh, record up this season. Don't forget, don't forget early on in this season where they were saying, uh, you know, they, 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 the people have figured out Lamar. I mean, I'm not saying they have, but they, where there's a little bit of smoke, there's some fire for sure, where teams are starting to figure out, like, you know, what his weaknesses are, and they're basically playing to that. So the, the, I, I'm anxious to see if Kansas City kind of plays to some of that, forcing him to make – deep out throws, forcing him to make throws consistently. So uh, I'm not saying they figured out Lamar completely, but like I said, you can't run, you know, Lamar 150 <laughs> yards a game and, ex- and expect him to do that at every game and, and, and win games for you that way. Yeah, and also too, man, I think a lot of the pressure with Baltimore as well, to me, I don't think it's on Lamar Jackson. I think it's on that defense. You know, especially when you lost, you know, off Peters, the injury, you know, you got another, you know, another, uh, you know, injury um, secondary, you know, especially mm-hmm. with the schedule they have and the teams that they play. That's my yeah. biggest concern with the uh, Baltimore Ravens is on that end of the football, that end of the team is, you know, can their defense keep a game close and keep it respectable to where, say, the market do his match? without having to go out there and, you know, be Lamar, you know, 100% of the time, you know, carrying an offense. So. Yeah, very true. Yeah, people say uh, Marlon, Marlon Humphreys is a shutdown corner, so we're going to see uh, how they rely on him in the secondary. He's going to have to be a shutdown corner. He's going to have to take away some guys for them to, uh, to, to at least look like some of the Baltimore defenses of the past. Yeah, he pretty much got to be prime junior back there for at least the uh, at least for the foreseeable uh, future, man. So, yeah, man, it's gonna be a nice pack of week number two, man. You know, we on five sports podcast that we're gonna get into. Um, you know, just to holler back after the results of our week uh, NFL. And, uh, next up, man, you know, we definitely want to get into you know just your thoughts across the uh, the fantasy world, man. At week number one. You know, you had a couple guys that, you know, jumped off the porch, you know, did their thing in week number one. You had a couple dudes who were straight up, you know, duds. You know, guys who probably may be in a free agency situation now, you know, kicked off a roster or, you know, guys who, you know, teams are, you know, or fantasy owners are a little frustrated with. What's your thoughts, man, on week number one overall in regards to week number two? Uh, a couple of things that stuck out to me. I mean, obvi- the the biggest one I think is probably, you know, the the lack of tight ends in the league. If you have Kelsey uh, or Waller, you you wh- whoever has those guys, you're, whoever you're playing, you automatically have an advantage, right? You're you're probably spotted at least five points right there. So you know, there's that aspect of it. Um, the lack of playmakers. We thought. Um, you know, that rookie out of in Atlanta was going to give you something. We thought, you know, uh, you know, Detroit, you know, ha- has a pretty good tight end. A couple guys here caught the touchdown pass, but consistently put up big numbers. There's really two guys that are doing it. Um, so that stuck out to me. Uh, the other thing that stuck out is uh, Mike Evans in week one, you know, and, and Tampa Bay, that whole situation. Uh, you know, is it going to be Mike this week? Is it going to be Antonio Brown? 
uh, Chris Godwin, you know, who's going to be that playmaker, who's going to get those touchdowns from Tom Brady. Uh, I think if you got Mike Evans, I mean, he did it last year. There'll be games where, you know, he probably gave you three, five, six points. And then the next game, he gave you 20, 25. So, you know, don't give up on Mike Evans for sure. Uh, I think he'll be, he'll be able to... Um, to do some really good things uh, down the road, especially against some of some, some of the weaker opponents in that NFC South. Uh, the other thing is just the amount of injuries uh, that are going on, and not just on the offense playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. Some of the defenses we thought were going to be shut down aren't really shut down, at least not at this stage of the season. So uh, you know, trying to get a good defense out there. Uh, I love Denver. I think uh, having uh, Von Miller over there and, you know, on, on that side of the ball, I think those sack numbers are going to go up. Turnovers are going to go up because they have some really good cornerbacks back there. That secondary is lights out. Um, so that team's going to going to do some things on the defense side of the ball. But, uh, yeah, there's there's some there's some uh, th- there's some defenses we thought that were going to be really shut down. And so far they haven't. So I'm, I'm interested to see this week how that turns out. And if some of them were able to flip around, like, you know, maybe some people thought the Cowboys might have a really good defense, um, much better defense uh, than last year. Get some points from a fantasy perspective. Uh, some people thought Cleveland, obviously going up against the Chiefs, that that's that's a challenge. Uh, I don't think anybody th- thought Arizona was going to put up the numbers they did from a fantasy standpoint with, you know, sacks, sack numbers galore uh, and shutting down Tennessee. But uh, I'm anxious to see if they're going to do that again on the defensive side of the ball. So Washington, you know, people thought Washington and, you know, they were going to be lights out and put up some uh especially with that front four, put up some big sack numbers, and that hasn't happened. So, anxious on the defensive side of the ball, see what's going on. Yeah, man, I agree with you about starting with the defensive side, man. I think that this is a year, especially for fantasy, it's either, to me, it's two approaches. Um, you know, it's definitely a wait and see. It's kind of like holding a stop. You know, it's just a wait and see approach, especially if you have a, you know, top five, you know, coming into the season rated defense. You know, some people go with the system in fantasy, running a hybrid defense. You know, just going with different defenses week to week just based on the matchups. You know, I totally would uh, say that, you know, especially if you have, you know, those coming into the season top five, top ten type defenses. It's a wait and see approach. And as you know, as the fantasy managers, you know, you should still be able to, you know, gut out a couple wins without, you know, your defense, you know, maxing out 25 and 30, you know, ball games and such. Uh, definitely on the tight end uh, side of it. You know, that's an interesting position for me, you know, just coming into fantasy, meaning that, you know, you definitely have your top, you know, top three types. But I have a feeling there's going to be, there's going to be a person at tier, you know, two range, or say maybe a youngin that come in and surprise a bunch of people. Uh, definitely Pitts was a guy, you know, that you mentioned down in Atlanta, people thought, you know, coming in. And he started off kind of, you know, it was his first NFL so I'm not going to put a lot of stock into that. You know, I think he still could be a guy you can absolutely use on the roster. And um, also, too, you know, that's, you know, definitely uh, been a downfall of many, you know, over the years. Uh, so definitely, man, you may want to keep an eye on positions on your roster, man. Be a little short on, you know, injury can definitely knock you out of the box. Yeah, man. So it's definitely going to be an exciting 
week number two, man. You know, once again, you know, I appreciate you coming through, falling through week five sports podcast, providing your insights and everything. Man. And uh, man, we appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you having me. Not any time for you, my man. Uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to next week uh, and talking about these amazing games this week. Oh man, yes sir, yes sir. Again, man, we on Five Sports Podcast, man. We appreciate you guys listening. And uh, you guys be safe out there. Take it easy. We on Five Sports Podcast. Yeah, good joint, G. Yeah, yeah. Good joint. Knock that boy real fast, man. That was hot. Yeah. yeah. Good take. Good takes for sure. Yeah, 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 man. So I don't want to hold the I see this boy that turned into a nail biter. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 23, 20. I'm like, oh yeah, this boy kind of getting in the bomb burning mode. I think I actually put some action on this. Motherfucker. I gotta check on that shit. Yeah. Oh, oh damn, oh damn, that's right, <laughs> man. You know, man, you know, I'm in Georgia, man. You know, they got me just bogus now. Ah, yeah, I'm in New York. My shit bogus too. Shit, I gotta go to Jersey to place I mean, my action. Say at least you, but I think here in South Carolina, uh, I think I can, you know, jump down to South Carolina. Man. You uh, can. Yeah, yeah, on the what's your name joint, because uh, you know I did, yeah, you know I did the joint, you know the, the, the app joint, you know when I was in in Chicago, whatever I was doing, you know doing bets while I was up there, so okay. I doing the uh, playoffs, the playoffs, the NFL playoffs, and I bet it on the Super Bowl. So, yeah, you know what? Now that I think about it, I think you can do South Carolina. I think y'all uh, or Tennessee, I know for sure, yeah. but I think South Carolina in there too. Yeah, dude, I get to uh, I get to uh, he dropped me off at O'Hara, so I'm at O'Hara, so I'm like, man, let me put me a, another prop bet down at the Super Bowl. Man, do you know the app was like, man, you ain't in Illinois no more. Like you can't make your bet. I'm like, I'm at yeah, the- yeah, it searches your location. That, that's the whole thing. Yeah, that's why I got it. Like mine, I'm like technically, I'm technically still in the shot, y'all both. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> it would take but- my- Take my bet, fam. I had to, matter of fact, the reason I know South Carolina, I had to drive to South Carolina because I was on something to check my joint to see, you know what I mean, if I won. I ended up losing my Super Bowl bet. I think I forgot. You could I- do it. You just got to switch your location. Like if it's FanDuel, I don't know if it's an, another one, but I know FanDuel, you could pick which state that you're in and it'll hold your action. You could see it. You just can't place no action. Yeah, you just can't place no action, but you can, yeah, yeah. Man, I was mad as hell. I'm like, damn, Joe, like y'all killing me, fam. Oh, man, that's the one thing. I, like, if I was to ever move to the South, I'd, I'd hate it. I'd be so pissed. I was like, fuck. Well, I mean, you can still drive the cool thing where I live at. You know, I'm not far from South Carolina, man. I ain't nothing but an hour away from South Carolina where I live at. You know, I'm on the north end, so straight 85. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, so I ain't, I ain't too far. You know, I done been up there, you know, drove up there, went to go east of barbecue and came So it ain't that far, but still. Nah, you about 45 minutes from Clemson. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, damn, it still ain't like sitting on the couch, though. But, nah, nah, nah. But if you go to a really nice spot, like, they'll have the couches for you in that motherfucker. And you can place your action, get 50 million wings, do all that shit. Damn, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. But hell yeah, hell yeah, man. Um, but now nah, I let you do your thing, man. I don't want to hold you up, man. I'm no worries, you. brother. You have a good night, man. Appreciate you. Let's do it again. Oh yeah, yeah. What uh, what I was gonna say? Probably drop this boy. I was thinking tomorrow, but I I'll probably drop Saturday uh, because I just dropped one today. And uh, you know, obviously before week two start, and, you know, um, I'll add 
of you know Thursday. This game that's playing right now, I add a little sauce on that. This one. Um, okay. And you know, I mean, it's the same jump off as last. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, we allow the games to play out Sunday. We just tackle it the early part of the week. Tuesday, Wednesday type shit. Okay. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Pimper man, I appreciate you again, bro. All right, brother. No right. problem. Bye. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Episode 9, man, we had another great show. Once again, thanks to my man Steve, NFL correspondent, Miami Dolphin correspondent for falling through, provide some insight leading into week number two. Once again, man, I appreciate all the support out there and all the listeners, man. And I just appreciate everything. And uh, as football fans, I want everyone to have a safe weekend and sit back and enjoy the games. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening to We On Fire Podcast. Episodes available on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify. Also, to get at us on Twitter at We On Fire Sports. <laughs>